My honor left a long time ago. Sex, drugs, and dubstep. Yep, you got it. Sweet. So this is the first time that we're doing an episode with somebody who I literally do not know. And you have no idea who I am either. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be great. The mystery behind it all is going to be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The other, like the last episode, I said that people could call me OG baby or like OG or whatever, whatever people want to call me. But yeah, that'll be my little alias for this podcast. <laughs> I dig so, it. OG. I got it. I got yeah. You. So welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Dubstep. Um, my bread and butter. <laughs> so before we get into like who you are, I wanted to ask uh, how your night was last night. We kind of like talked about how we both went out last night to different areas uh, in the Bay, different shows. So who did you go out and see last night? Uh, supported my homies, uh, Shriek, Anubis, uh, Quinlow, all the homies out there. Just really love supporting the local scene, really. Uh, especially the homie Quinlow. That dude has been working hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I I don't want to expose too much, but yeah, I I uh, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great guy. All those guys are great. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, and you said that was in Richmond? Yeah. That's awesome um so it was more of like a dubstep rhythm type show yeah dubstep tear out rhythm kind of like the main three genres that were there last night sweet sweet um i on the other hand went to oakland actually for um mythem and uh i don't know if you say dalek one or dalek one but yeah i've heard of that show going on i almost went to that actually yeah it was a wormhole show at crybaby and it was really 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 great uh actually ended up doing mushrooms as well last night so that was really fun (laughs) nice i'm actually taking a break from all of that shit after lost lands oh yeah oh my god and speaking okay we we will have to get back into lost lands after but i do want to introduce like who you are so can you tell us like what you do uh how like how long you've been in the scene your name yeah yeah of course um i go by the name eka um both as my alias and outside my alias i've always just been called eka um it's it was kind of my name when i used to do a lot of like bombing and street tagging Mm and graffiti and it kind of just blended back. Somehow I just made my way back into EDM. I used to make and DJ EDM back in college and like from like 2010 to about 2014. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took a break from that. And through graffiti and spray painting, I kind of got back into it and found my love for rhythm. Um, so now what I do is I make and DJ real like OG old school real rhythm, not the stuff that passes for rhythm nowadays. Yeah. it's still good it's still good don't get me wrong but yeah. there's just something about the og spirit that was going on between 2015 and 17 that just isn't really there anymore that you see in a lot of these venues and festivals and stuff so very true trying to bring that spirit back yeah how do you feel about like do you ever uh fuck with the kaizoku crew they they have a lot of og vibes in their music kind of a little bit but i'm talking like like as underground as they get 
So yeah. I, t- I so I I fuck with this crew that's kind of like all over the country, but they're known as hooligans. And oh, okay. you, you got guys like Sassery, um, Hoodoo, Wiggins, uh, my homie Swampmate from Baltimore. All those guys bring in like the OG, real rhythm vibes in their production and their sets. Yeah, so, that's so awesome. that's that's kind of the vibe that I go for. As that's well. super cool. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And how long have you been like? doing the whole rhythm thing and I guess in the scene in general um in the scene in general I've been doing this for about three years now Mm -hmm. I kind of got back into it in 2019 um through an ex-girlfriend of mine because she was really into rhythm and she actually knew what real rhythm was at the time so I was like wow all right cool yeah I might just get back into it fuck it (laughs) and I did and then next thing you know during the pandemic I'm playing all these underground like renegade shows that are still going on even though everything was closed down that was a lot of fun actually yeah i yeah i bet was it like outdoors yeah they were outdoors oh sweet that's sick yeah the the best one that i played was this thing called uh wookville up in shasta it Mm -hmm. was like a really really small like underground like outdoor camping festival that happened up in like the shasta area in the mountains it -hmm. was really really cool Although it was kind of awkward because I was the only guy there playing rhythm and everyone else was playing like look bass, down tempo, experimental, drum and bass, techno. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, fuck. That's I'm like the only a nice, one here. No, I think that's like a nice change. A lot of people like that change in energy. Even last night at the show that I went to, uh, there was like, it wasn't rhythm that they were playing, but um, Maria Ibarra, she mm-hmm. was one of the openers. Uh, she played some stuff that was like, rhythm e and you could tell the crowd got into it so i think it's a nice little switch up (laughs) yeah no it definitely was it worked out really well it's just the initial like oh man i'm the only one of my kind here this is great (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah totally well that's super cool that's awesome how many people were at that festival um i definitely say like under i definitely say it was under 100 for sure yeah wasn't a lot of people out there because it was very like low-key but Honestly, still to this day, it was probably one of the better sets I've ever played. That's really cool. Did anybody record any of it? No, I don't. I think somebody did, but mm-hmm. I have. I don't know if I have the footage still on my phone or not because I've like gone through like six phones since then. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm really horrible with phones. Thank <laughs> God I go through Metro oh piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. I've had those moments. I've had phones stolen and shit. Not fun. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Okay, so back into like Lost Lands, how was it for you? Um, it was great and also overwhelming, both good and bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw a lot of shit on Twitter that I really wish I did not see, but uh, yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of shit too, like there at the festival that I wish I did not see. Oh, no. So like, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Yeah, so me and my crew, we got there, we landed Wednesday night into Thursday morning because we got early entry Thursday because all my homies that were going to be there at like the little like the pre-party like camp, uh, the village stage and everything, just hanging out partying. So I'm like, yeah, we'll be there too. So mm-hmm. we got there, met up with my homie Mantic, met up with Brunch, Izadi, um, shout out to the Grocery Boys squad out there because... It was really cool meeting a lot of those homies out there. Um, linked Grocery up with the homie. Cool. Yeah, it, yeah it's, um, it's a little like collective that I've been like hanging out with. I'm not a part of it in any way, but yeah. I just, I fuck with a lot of people that are on there. Yeah. Um, 
got to meet up with one of my good pals al ross as well super mm-hmm. awesome meeting uh seeing seeing them in person again yeah love, love really hanging out with them great person <laughs> yeah yeah oh real. no they are they're just genuine sweetheart it was great For um sure. it, it was really the although the highlight of that whole day because i i met alex and it was cool seeing them again and then i ran into my boy ryan aka mantic and I can't tell if you're listening to this, Ryan, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna say it again. This guy has been like the main reason why my production and my skills has leveled up in the past six months. This dude took me under my wing. It's just been showing me the right way to do things. That's awesome. Oh yeah. I'm super, super grateful for that for him. You're getting like uh, production lessons from him or something. Yeah. Production tips uh, along the way. Like I'll show him a track that I'm working on and he'll be like, I like the idea. It's good, but bro, your mix down sounds like shit. You need to work on that. <laughs> yeah. Get a constructive criticism. That's awesome. Exactly. And we're both kind of the same person when it comes to like explaining our methods and ideas behind production. So him telling me like, yo, your mix down sounds like shit is like me being an being an, a contestant on American America uh, American Idol just going, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was also really cool, cool linking up with like people that I met uh, throughout this year at like random shows and everything. So like I met Point Blank for the first time when he played with Bomber in San Francisco oh, for yeah, their tour. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw him just chilling. I was like, yo, what's good? He goes, oh shit, Eka, I met you at San Francisco. I'm like, yeah, you remember. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Cause it's hard to remember people when you're out on tour and going to shows. Like I can't imagine remembering people's names at all. I'm horrible with that. So yeah. people, and there's people doing that to me like, yo, Eck, I remember seeing you open up for Omos in San Francisco. Oh, what's up? You were there? Cool. Um, oh, that's super cool. Who the fuck are you though? I don't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I feel awful, but I'm just like, you know what? These guys know that I'm honest. I don't remember you. Who the fuck yeah. are you again? It'd be like that. It's it, it's hard because like sometimes too, you'll recognize faces, but then the name just does not populate. Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. But yeah. other than that, it was good. The only overwhelming thing was for me was the fact that there was just so many people this year. Oh, yeah. Have you been like, before? Yeah, this I've been to all five years up oh, to Lost Lands. okay. Got it. So going from the first year where there was only like two, if I remember, maybe two or three stages max. Yeah. To this huge production with like six different stages going from like two o'clock in the afternoon to five o'clock in the morning. Jesus yeah, Christ. That's insane. That's a long amount of hours. Yeah, but you know, props to, you know, Team Excision and everybody put, putting that thing on because that's a real like I look at it as this. It's a big progressive step forward in for our culture as bass music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz if you think about it, there's no real like bass music festival in the states that's not Lost Lands. I mean, yeah, you have like EDC, you got um What's that other one? Forbidden Kingdom. You got Electric Zoo, but but they kind of cover like all. Well, they do have Base Canyon as well. So True. That's one of the things is that like when because I feel like Lost Lands and Base Canyon kind of started around the same times because obviously Excision. Mm-hmm. But I I was one of those people who I was like I am definitely going to Base Canyon and fuck Lost Lands. Like I can get everything I need at Base Canyon. So I went like the first couple years and and it was a really great time. I loved that place. And I also appreciate the fact that it's only one like main stage. Main, I mean, there's like one main stage and then I think there is some like 
small things, but it's like everybody that you, you want to see is going to be at the one stage. So you don't have to like, I don't know. It, it, it was, I really love that venue too, because the gorge is absolutely breathtaking. It's so beautiful there. Oh, it really is. I only went to base Canyon one year, but what year? I can't remember because that year was just a complete blur. <laughs> yeah. 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 I went that 2018 and 2019, right? Uh, yes. I think yeah. I might, I think it might've been 2018 or 2017. It was just, it was kind of a bad year for me. Cause I went through a divorce, went through like, was trying to like pick myself up. And next thing I know I am in Washington going to base Canyon. Oh my God. Yeah. So just, and I'm like, Oh wait, I'm here. All right, cool. I guess I'm going to, I'm going to base Canyon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I feel that I had a tough year around one of those years as well. So not fun to like go to a huge festival and be surrounded by all these people. If you're like not in the right mindset. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened to me towards the end of Lost Lands. But granted, I was also fried the fuck out by the end. <laughs> of this this one yeah this year <laughs> yeah what'd you do uh so first day we got there thursday we got set up and i was like all right y'all keep doing what you need to do i'm gonna head to the village because there's a couple people that i need to see more specifically artics because i fucked with artics super super tough since the beginning yeah so the fact that he's playing at lost hands i'm like let's go we got to support the boy yeah exactly. also got to meet artics for the first time too that was like amazing oh yay he seems like a really sweet guy like a fun dude <laughs> he, you know he really is and he was kind of taken at first when i was speaking to him in spanish because i'm also a native spanish speaker oh, okay so he was like speaking to me in his uh, as best as he can with his english and i was like yo brother i speak spanish too so like let's just chat in spanish and he goes oh my god yes thank you so much oh so he's is he from like argentina i thought he was correct yes okay okay yeah yeah yeah, he's so from Argentina. how different is their Spanish from, because wh which Spanish do you, like, where are you from? What kind of Spanish do you know? Um, my family is originally from Mexico. So so it's pretty much like the more common, like, slang Spanish that you hear, um, like, in California and, like, the states near near Mexico and everything. Yeah. But the dialect between uh, the Spanish in Mexico and the Spanish in Argentina is vastly similar. Okay, 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 cool. There's just different, like, cadences with our slang that are a little different, but... It's all in all kind of the same dialect. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That's it's it's really comforting for like people traveling from other countries to come here and be able to like speak their language. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it, it was really great to see him. But yeah, first day that was just the first day, which was like the pre-party day. I sent it a little too hard, and I think I did about a point and a half mm -hmm. of of, some, of Molly, and mm -hmm. I was like, I was feeling great because I was seeing everybody, people from like Texas that I fucked with, were like finding me in the in the in the uh, the marketplace. Ran into a lot of the homies like Mantic, Izadi, Brunch Beats, Point Blank, um, Al Ross. Got to smoke with Grand Green, which was really cool, and got to talk about like real rhythm being at Lost Lands this year, which was great. Yeah. And it, yeah, first day was just great. The second day, fuck, did some. We did we uh, the homies and I all did about a point each, and then there was also some of the uh, what we call the wee snaws, mm -hmm. uh, which is basically just our way of saying ketamine. Um, <laughs> but what was really cool was our neighbor. Our this dude randomly pulled up like right next to us, like literally like maybe a few inches between our car and their van. 
and this dude had just tanks in his car galore. Just Wait, hops that of like, what? Like, uh, tanks of uh, nitrous. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. damn. <laughs> and he, like he hops out, he goes, "Hey, thanks for letting me park here, guys." I'm like, "Dude, I don't give a fucking shit. You don't fucked up." Like, yeah. I don't care. Just don't fuck with my shit. Yeah. And then he goes, all right, for sure, for sure. You guys want a balloon? And I'm just like, hey, man, is Heidi Doody got wooden balls? Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> Toss me them balloons, dude. Damn. So oh, yeah. it was you, you had a, a combination of like different things. Oh, yeah. Always. Every Lost Lands is always a combination of different things. Yeah. But That's again, funny. I fried myself out within like the first two days. And I and towards the end, I'm just like, you know what? Third day, I'm going sober. I'm too I'm too fried out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to give your brain and body like a break from the craziness. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, kind of a good thing too that I didn't do anything the last day because Infect played um, at 11 p.m. Yeah, and I feel like had I been on some shit, I would have lost my fucking mind at Infect because good god <laughs> that set was just unreal yeah i've seen a lot of the uh, videos being reposted of that set yeah the vibes on stage were just as crazy as the vibes in the crowd i mean yeah i'm sure that was a really sick time yeah oh yeah and also just meeting all the homies throughout the throughout the weekend um so i i also am very heavily involved in the gloving community Oh, sweet. And I, I'm, in, I'm one of like the, I guess, quote unquote, resident DJs in this like huge Glover server called Worldwide Glovers. And wow. Yeah, they have Glovers and Flow artists like from all over the world in the server. And I mentioned the server like, yo, your boy's going to be at Lost Lands. If you see me, you know, flag me down. Wait, server as in like Discord server? Yeah, Discord server, okay. my bad. Mm -hmm. And, and um, yeah, so I posted in there, I'm like, yo, you know, your boy's going to be at Lost Lands as always. Feel free to look for me, find me, let's meet up, let's smoke, hang out, you know, get into some hood rat shit. Yeah. And I, it was day two when I was just, like, for some reason, it always happens every year, too. Day two <laughs> at Lost Lands, I just meet everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it's funny, like, a couple random people just walked up, like, yo, who who's... Is this a meetup? And the homies were like, oh no, it's just our homie that we're all like really close with that just happened to be here. So like yeah. random strangers were like coming up, taking pictures with all of us and shit, watching us trade uh, trade light shows. It was really fun. Oh, that's super cool. So I know that they used to do like like Glovers used to do back in the day, like kind of competitions. Do they still kind of do that thing nowadays? They still do. Um the last one that happened was, I think, two months ago. It was called G3, uh, the Global Gloving Competition or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, I didn't go because I was also saving every penny I can so that way I could just go all out at Lost Lands. Right. And so from what I heard, it went great. They had a lot of, uh, a lot of talent this year mm -hmm. um, at G3. And it's also kind of funny because I got a lot of messages from people that I've gotten really close with in that Glover server on Discord. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I'm surprised that you weren't playing this this competition. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't know they were looking for DJs. <laughs> no one tells me anything. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, where, where is the competition like out in the bay somewhere or would you have um, had to like travel? 
Yeah, I would have to have traveled down to LA. Oh, I see, I see. And for those people out there who know me, I hate going to LA. <laughs> yeah. I am not a city person at all. Yeah. I feel like that happens a lot of times where there's like this, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a, you either love the Bay or you love LA, but oftentimes people don't love both. Like you either vibe with one or the other more. <laughs> I vibe enough with the Bay to stay up here. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only because I grew up here. Had I not grown up here, I'd be like, fuck this. I'm going back to the mountains, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So the really crazy thing last night, because I don't know if you get these funny things with uh, for me, when I do mushrooms, I get like a lot of weird synchronicities or like co like coincidences almost. It's like, wow, like this is really happening. So last night for some weird reason i met four people four separate people who did not know each other that were all from ohio and i was like what the fuck like the, I, you never hear i mean i've never hear about people coming here from like ohio and it's just so weird that los Angeles just happened and like i happened to meet all these people from ohio it's just so weird it's like what the hell are you doing in california yeah i know right but uh yeah they were all really really chill people uh there was a girl with like really cool tattoos and and yeah but I'm so when you went to Lost Lands did you drive oh hell no <laughs> oh my yeah so hell how no. does that work for you with camping um it carry on I mean uh checked bag I guess yeah so I always travel light whenever I'm flying to like a camping festival out of state because mm -hmm. I'm just one of those like minimalistic people who doesn't really need much. Like if you come into my apartment, you're not going to see much, just bare, bare bones, basically. I um, envy you. I, <laughs> I like, that's something I'm trying to do with my life right now is like trying to get rid of a lot of shit and I don't even know where to start. So I, I'm so jealous. Trust me. It's taken years to get to this point. Yeah. Um, but I normally just carry, uh, for me, I just had, um, my carry on, which was just, uh, a little backpack I had with a patch, some headphones, my USBs, phone charger, and like a hoodie. Mm -hmm. And then the bag that I had, I always gate check my bag because my bag that I carry with me whenever I go to a camping fest for traveling, is just a little duffel bag. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, so I gate check that bag and luckily it always works out where i don't lose any of my luggage and oh. then in that bag also i had like this collapsible like easy pop-up tent oh so, like, oh dude amazing absolutely amazing because yeah. literally you take it out the package you kind of like unravel it at once and then the rest of it just pops up and you have a full two-person dump tent oh my god that's insane where'd you get that from amazon wow yeah thank you jeff bezos you did something right <laughs> yeah like a lot of people have serious struggles with freaking tents and setting up when they get to a camping festival it's awful oh the amount of tents that were just left at lost lands oh, it's no. always funny to, it's always funny to see people will like show up buy a tent at like walmart or target or whatever set it up for the festival and then they'll just leave it there oh god i wonder what they do with all those like if they're able to to like recycle them to like other places or donate them or something in a way 
That's what I've heard. I've heard that throughout the years, there's locals that come clean up the campsites around like 3 p.m. And they just take all of like the good tents that are still salvageable and like and like donate them or sell them off or something. Oh, that's good. At least they're getting repurposed. But I hate it when people can't just like take care of their shit. That's pretty messed up. (laughs) It is like like last year, we almost did that. but, But as we were getting ready to like finish packing everything up. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just pack this into the bag as best as I can. I'm just going to give it to the first homeless person I see in Columbus. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. See, at least somebody is getting something out of it instead of it just going into like a waste pile. Yeah. And I always tell them like, hey, you might find something in that tent too. So if you do, good job. If not, oh well. (laughs) Yeah, it might be your lucky day. (laughs) Exactly. I don't condone the use of substances that are left in the tent. But if you find them, hey. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too worried about it. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. So that's really cool. And then what about when you fly out to camping festivals, how do you take care of like your food needs? Do you just meet other people there who have food? Do you just buy the food at the festival? Like So there are times where I'll buy some food at the festival, but that's like a last resort where like if I'm, you know, full canvas, like six sheets to the wind fucked up need something to keep me going i'll buy festival food yeah but for the most part at the at our campsite we just have like the bare and essential the bare essentials so like we'll get like a box or two of uncrustables granola bars some fruit shit ton of water and that'll be enough for us at campsite luckily for us this year we uh our neighbors that we met that are actually from uh den one's from denver and the other dude was from uh socal Mm mm-hmm they had like a smorgasbord of food that they were able to actually cook at their campsite. So like they treated us to breakfast, lunch. It it was great. Oh, that's super awesome. I love having like neighbors who are willing to share their food. Oh yeah. And it was cool. So like the second, it was day two, we woke up, I came out of the car because I ended up sleeping in the car because it was just way too cold that night. Yeah. I crawled out of the car just looking haggard. Like <laughs> massively haggard, like part of my hair's flat, the other part's sticking straight up into the wind. <laughs> yeah. I got my pants around my ankles with my shorts on, shirts like halfway off. I'm just haggard as fuck. Mm-hmm. Neighbor looks at me like, ah, oh, you had a fun first day. You want some breakfast? Oh I'm like and I'm like, dude, yes. And the guy goes, All right, we got we got some burgers, we got some eggs, we're just gonna make you a hang uh, a hangover sandwich. I'm like, ah. Oh, Yes. Yeah, that sounds the best. really good. That's perfect. Oh, it, it was great. I wasn't even hungover because I don't drink. I just I just trip and occasionally if if the mood strikes, I'll you know, I'll roll around a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Those uh I don't even know if there's like a slang term for having the heal the not helium. What am I the gas Oh, um we our our crew calls them uh our crew calls them nangs, N A N G S. Oh, that's um, it's a slang term that I picked up from my homie out in Australia. That's what they call uh, the whippet chargers. Oh, wow. So like every so often I'll go into like a discord call with the homies on their, either their server or my server and we'll just be hanging out and somebody in the call will be popping a nang or two while we're just hanging out. <laughs> popping a nang. That's funny. And so I'm like, oh, you're popping a whipski, bro. He goes, uh, yeah, we call, and my homie in Australia goes, oh, yeah, popping a whipsters, but we don't call them whippets. We call them nangs, bro. I'm like, oh, nang. <laughs> All right, cool. I yeah. like that. That's actually a pretty nice, like, lope way of saying it. Hey, yeah. you want to pop a nang real quick? Dude, I love that. 
Well, I wonder what it even comes from. Like, where does Nang even like or originate from? That's I'm just curious. I wonder. I, I, I've I've been curious too, but at the same time, I've always been way too stoned to remember to ask that question to my Australian <laughs> homies. So yeah. for oh, me, the gonna... world will never know. Yeah. And even then, for Lost Lands, the homies and I, we all pitched in and bought a master case of Nangs for ourselves on top of our neighbors next to us giving us balloons. So it it was nice. Damn. So, like, does the combination of any of those things ever, like, mess you up too much? Or, like, is there something that you won't combine with the other? Like, have you ever found um, it? Well, one thing I will never do again is I'll never Jedi flip again. So what's... And that's, yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, it's the combination of uh, acid, molly, and ketamine. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Never doing that again. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a, I can't even imagine. That was my 23rd birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. So like, so, what happened? <laughs> um, so every year in the Bay Area, there's a three-day event called Wobble Land that happens in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Every year, it's always landed either around or on my birthday. So uh, the tw my 23rd birthday was the first year that, it, that the festival actually landed on my birthday on a weekend. So, okay. so like mid January, something like that. Uh, yeah, mid January. Mm -hmm. So we, me and the homies get in, we're looking around, we're trying to find the rest of our crew to link up with. We found them, um, outside at the smoking section and my homie who is, who, um, is our group's dedicated spunion. This dude's got like everything you need at any festival. It's, yeah. He's like our walking plug. It's hilarious. <laughs> so he comes up, he goes, yo, dude, it's your birthday. You ready to party? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. He goes, mm -hmm. all right, open wide, dude. I'm like, all right, sweet, no problem. I'm thinking he's going to drop me a little tab, a little sugar cube, something to get me going. Now, yeah. this motherfucker dropped a whole quarter vial of liquid acid on my tongue, bro. <gasps> bro, that's oh, insane. Oh, I'm surprised I'm still alive, to be honest with you, fam, because that was way too intense. Jesus. Wow. And I was like, like, fuck, what was that? And he goes, oh, it's just a mild L. I'm like, all right. Like, you, when you say mild, you mean legitimately mild. You don't, you're, not, you're not saying mild, and then eventually it's like, oh, shit, it's actually quite strong. He yeah. goes, no, 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 it's actually quite mild. I'm like, all right, <laughs> taking your word for it. Yeah, and hoping for the best. That's it, crazy. It was mild, but because I had so much of it, it really fucked me up. So were you seeing like, because the thing is, I've actually never done LSD. I've done mushrooms. I love mushrooms. But I've heard that the differences with like the visuals is with mushrooms, you know, you get to see like kind of fractals and like really cool patterns and stuff. But with LSD, you see it's everything's like more squishy in a way. Is that like how you? Yeah, would it, it? it also depends on the type of acid you're taking. Mm hmm. This stuff wasn't really more, wasn't really like a, a heady trip. It was more like just a, not even a body high. It was kind of a little bit of both, but the visuals weren't really that intense. The most oh. intense that it got was as I'm sitting outside when it's kicking in, I'm seeing the buildings across the street breathe at me. And I just, <laughs> the only thing I remember from that night is my homie coming up to me going, hey dog, you all right? And I'm looking straight at the buildings across the street while smoking a cigarette. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's cool and everything. Just don't breathe at me, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> wow. Me. And then yeah. later on that night, my homie gives me uh, some K, which I, at the time I thought was the other powdered substance. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. So I took a bump and he goes, oh shit, my bad. Wrong bag. <gasps> and I'm like, motherfucker, what do you mean wrong bag? Oh my God. And he goes, dude, I just gave you a fat snooter of some K. I'm like, all yeah. right. And isn't that insane? Like there's a, a big difference in the amount you should be taking for K and Coke, right? Like usually yeah. people take more Coke and less K. Yeah, this was not the case for me. I took a fat snooter of K. Oh and my God, after all that. Yeah, although what was kind of funny, it was starting to mellow me out. Oh. Which was kind of weird, and I wasn't sure how to perceive this. Because I'm just sitting here like, all right, why am I feeling like, why do I feel like I have control over myself right now? Yeah. And then... It was kind of refreshing. (laughs) It was, it was. But then I started noticing myself, disassociating myself away from everything going on. Oh, God. And essentially, I kind of had an OBE, an out-of-body experience. And basically, I was astral projecting without actually being asleep. Oh, my God. So I was actually seeing everything going on from above. That's so insane. Dude, it was heavy. Wow. And then later on that night, I'm starting to fade because I'm just that fucked. Yeah. And then the same homie who gives me the liquid L comes up. He goes, hey, man, you want something to kind of push you forward a little bit? I'm like, either something to push me forward so I can keep it pushing or something to knock my ass out. I need to sleep. Yeah. So then he hands me a Tesla. Oh, shoot. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. Balls to the wall, man. I'm 23. It's my birthday. Fuck it. Go yeah. ham. And after that Tesla, I was up for the rest of the weekend. Oh, my like just God. Just straight all three days. Just no sleep. Well, wow. I mean, honestly, I feel like a lot of times in those press pills like you really don't know what you're getting in that thing so maybe there was something else in there that you didn't I mean so one time like I had Molly the first time I ever had it and uh it was kind of like that where me and my friend were both up for like almost a week like we felt we were just up and awake and like couldn't sleep and not not a good vibe it was so bad uh so we just you know assumed basically that we had meth in our molly that was given to us and yeah we were like in high school it's not a good time yeah being meth bombed is not a good time at all yeah so i mean you think maybe it could have been something it was just straight up having all those things that kept you up i think it was straight having all those things because i used to be hooked on to glass for a long time in college oh really Mm -hmm. luckily luckily uh as of actually, as of like two days ago, it's been ten years. Uh, ten years sober. Oh my God! Congratulations! That's Thank you. huge. That's and it's not it's, easy. No, not, easy. not at all. Because the thing is, is that there is no federally approved drug to help people with stimulant use disorder. Like, yeah, there uh, really isn't. No, like there's help with opioids, with like methadone and suboxone, but they have nothing for for meth for yeah methamphetamine or coke or anything like that i mean yeah oh it it sucked like unfortunately because of the program i was in i had to just go straight cold turkey on it and it was not the business what kind of like program uh was it if you don't mind me asking was it like an in like you had a bed and and stuff there yeah um so 
Long story short, um, this was back in college, so I was still working with my punk band at the time. We had just came back from our like our final like farewell tour because two of our members were going into the military and oh. we couldn't find replacement. Yeah. So we were just like, fuck it, this is our farewell tour. We're just going up and down the West Coast with the homies and we're just going to party it up. So after being on the road for about three weeks, I came back, I came back to uh, where I was living in Sacramento and immediately went to my Connect's house. And I was like, look, dude, I've been up for three straight weeks on this shit. I need something to knock my ass out for like a day or two. And he goes, well, I don't have anything that'll help, but I got some, I, you know, I got some H if you want to, if you want to try that. Ah, uh, yeah. So I'm like, at the time, I'm like, I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. I don't know what the hell the dangers of using H while be- binging on glass was. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. Set me up. Next thing I know, I wake up in the hospital. Oh, shoot. According to the doctors, my heart legitimately stopped for about like 15, 20 minutes in the ambulance. Oh my God. That's that's really intense. Yeah. So it was at that point where I'm like, all right, I need to stop. Yeah. Did they have to like administer Narcan to you and, and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so scary. Oh, dude, it sucked. <laughs> yeah. It, God, I don't know why I put myself through it, but hey, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah, exactly. Thank God, thank God I lived. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Seriously. And yeah, like, I, and not to like down talk depression or anything, but like, there's no type of depression worse than be, the depression you feel after going through that. Yeah. It really sheds a new light of perspective on you because literally for like the first two years after that, I'm just like, why am I even doing this? What's the point? What's the objective of just doing anything? Because in okay. lamest terms, I technically died. Yeah. So it's like, why, why continue? Because I, I died once. What's the point of any of this? Why Why am I even here, you know? So. I don't know if you're spiritual at all, but I think when, when people stay on this planet or like, you know, you're kind of, I mean, some people have their near-death experiences and, and talk about this, like there's Netflix shows on it. on, But like, it means basically that you're you still have more to learn or more things to do. Like you're not done with your work here on earth this time. So so yeah, that's that's how I look at it. Yeah, that's exactly how I look at it. That there's something more that I need to do that other than just what have I what have I what I've accomplished at that point. Yeah, because at that point, my band and I have been traveling across California and the, and the country, playing these shows, playing these festivals as as a punk rock band. Yeah, that's we really hope- cool, though. By the way. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> we've opened up for like pretty, pretty big names in the punk scene. Uh, we opened up for like Death by Stereo, Throwdown. Um, oh cool. We opened up a couple times for a Choking Victim, but now they're known as Leftover Crack. <laughs> That's funny. I love those guys. Like, That's really cool. I the worst met- influence in my life, by the way. Like, had it not been <laughs> oh opening God. for those guys, I would not have been on drugs. I will say that right now. Yeah. Do I regret it though. I don't regret it. Yeah. God damn, it was fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That's, that's crazy because, I mean, I feel like the synchronicity is still kicking in because last night I met somebody at that bass show that I was at and he told me that his name is Jayco. It's actually J-E-I-K-O. It's a cool name. But anyways, he um told me that this was the first bass show that he had ever been to. He's never experienced anything like it. And he definitely fit in. He looked kind of like wookish. He's got, got these like long, nice dreads and stuff. And 
uh, he said that he comes from the punk scene. So he actually did these really cool dance moves. Like he was just really getting into it and like wanted to start a mosh pit. Like he kept talking about how badly he wanted to mosh and stuff. And I was like, couldn't be me. Like, nope, nope. I, <laughs> I want to stay away from that. But he was, he's got like some really cool moves. And he said that he was from the punk scene. So that's, that's really cool that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, the punk scene is still very much alive out here in the Bay Area. That's really cool. And I love it. Like, the Gilman out in Berkeley is still throwing down the best punk shows in California. And Wait, no so one- what's the name of the venue? The Gilman. So G-I-L-M-A-N? Correct. Yeah, that's where that's where me and my bands back in the day grew up playing uh, in high school and college. That was like our main venue that we played at. That's super cool. Oh, yeah, a lot of history at that venue. Um, You were saying that you basically i forget where we were going with this but you said that you were doing punk shows and then shoot i don't even remember what we we're talking about oh yeah um after the after doing all the punk shows after the incident with all the substances in my system oh yeah i went to rehab did the whole 12-step program and everything got out in like eight months oh wow worst eight months ever i mean granted it was all you know towards who i am now as a person yeah but just it, just the experience of what I went through in those eight months was absolute hell. I can't even imagine being in that mm-hmm. position. I have I have family who struggle with substance use, but not myself, luckily. So that's good. Condolences yeah. to your family, though. But there's always I always say there's two different types of people going through withdrawals in the in these programs, and there's the ones that kind of just mope yeah. and are just absolutely depressed because they're bodies being depleted of that mm-hmm. and then there's people like me that were just absolutely violent oh my god yeah so most of the time i ended up being sedated at these um at the program oh my god so you were just wow they they didn't provide you with like some kind of outlet where you could get that energy out though nope i didn't want anything to do with that at that time yeah i just wanted to stay in my room do the classes do the group therapy sessions and just read. I didn't want to do anything else. Didn't want to associate with anybody else. I just wanted to do what I needed to do and go back to my room and just read. Yeah. I treated it like as I was, as if I was like locked up, mm-hmm. which that wasn't the case. The people that were there were actually genuinely there to help me. At the time, I didn't see it because I was like, "Fuck this! This is stupid. Why the fuck am I doing this? Like, I just came, like, came back from the dead essentially. Why the fuck do I need to go? You know." go through this process if we're all just going to end up worm food anyways yeah yeah but luckily i had a really good sponsor um that really just shed a lot of light on my perspective oh good my situation yeah Yeah. so they are able to help inspire you to really want to make a change i guess yeah he, he did and honestly like had it not been for him i wouldn't be who you're talking to right now yeah such a great guy are you still like keeping in contact with that person? With him? Unf- unfortunately, I cannot because uh, he passed away three years ago. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear. It, it's all right. It, it's, yeah. that, that's life. You know? Yeah, exactly. But the way I look at it, he's not suffering anymore because unfortunately, he um, he was battling cancer for for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. So now he's in a more peaceful place yeah exactly he's in a better space but yeah i know he's still watching over me exactly helping you out from the other side actually i'm curious though do you remember anything from when you literally 
were dead? Like, did you, do, you don't remember like seeing anything? Because some people have like those experiences where they're like, they remember seeing a bright light and they, they remember like seeing either, you know, God or like their, like other loved ones that have passed away. Uh, do you remember anything like that? Or was it too much of a blur? Like, um, the only thing I remember really was I remember taking the H, feeling the effects of it. And I remember slumping slumping down in the couch yeah. and then everything went black and then as i'm coming back it's just a bright white light and then i see the hospital oh wow so like kind of you did see the really bright white light <laughs> in a sense yeah yeah but i don't consider it like seeing the light when i was passing it was more yeah. so me just kind of waking up to a really bright light in my face got it got it got it yeah but as far as like the flash of light seeing life flash before my eyes and everything i didn't see shit yeah and i think in a sense that was kind of a good thing that i didn't what is there something like that like scares you about that no not at all after that after that experience at this point with everything that i've done when my time comes my time comes and i'm not going to protest or fight it yeah you know yeah there's a lot because because there's a lot of people out there that like fear you know when their time comes how's it going to happen what's what's going to happen and all that yeah i'm just like you know what when it happens it fucking happens just live your life like it's the last fucking day you got yeah that's what one of my cousins always says she's like if it's my time it's my time i'm gonna go and i'm like it's <laughs> so funny but i uh, that's literally the best way you could look at it because it, it's inevitable no matter how hard you work at being healthy and taking care of yourself eventually you're gonna end to. up yeah, yeah you're gonna you're, you're gonna end up biting the big bazooka exactly so just accept it and just live your life how you want it to and don't regret shit honestly i think i'm more personally i'm okay with you know knowing that obviously dying is inevitable like I'm okay with the the fact of life but I kind of like struggle with the only the, the thing that I struggle with is like one like I kind of am nervous about how it's gonna happen because it's like you obviously don't want to suffer like be in too much pain when you pass so of that's course. one thing and then the other thing though is that I am really really afraid of losing all the people around me like i've i've lost people i've i've had loss in my life but i haven't yet experienced like a loss from somebody who i really you know just like is super part of my life like every day and that really really scares me cuz i can't imagine just uh it's it's i mean the the comforting thing i think about being like a spiritual person is that you can think like okay they're not really gone like if you are spiritual you know that they're you know still here but i just it's a lot harder when it's somebody that you're very very close to like you know a parent or a sibling or something like i just that scares it me. is yeah. it is really hard i actually went through that myself before all that all that crap happened yeah um, yeah, I could have been one of my it could it it could have been a I honestly think it was a contributing factor for me to go off the rail and in, into the dark abyss of substance abuse because in a sense although we were both equally a bad influence on each other he was kind of the only guy that kind of kept me straight for the most part and when I lost him during my freshman year of college I just lost it it was rough but yeah. after everything and going through rehab and the programs and therapy and everything. I learned that, you know, 
he wouldn't want me to be doing that shit to myself. Exactly. And being a somewhat spiritual per- spiritual person, more so a metaphysical person and all that, um, I, I firmly believe that he's still around me. Like there, there's little nuances and little things that he does that I see happen around me all the time. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So most of the time he's just doing it to annoy the shit out of me because he's like my older brother. <laughs> that's really funny. I know I love it when you get those little signs and you're like, oh, I know that's like somebody's watching over me or I'm seeing all these ladybugs. Like I know who mm-hmm. this is or stuff like What's that. What's funny is as we just started talking about that, my bedroom door creeped open a little bit. Oh my God. <laughs> he knows He knows I'm talking about him too. That's crazy. <laughs> that literally gave me the chills. That's insane. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he does that all the time. Like I'll be sitting here and then I'll just, and mind you, no AC, no open windows, no wind, but I'll just hear my door creep open. Oh God, that's so crazy. So I'll just like, I'll hear it through my headphones while I'm working. I'm like, all right, fuck face, sit down and just shut up. (laughs) Oh my God. So actually, do you have like a lot of uh, experiences with spirits or ghosts or anything like that? I have actually, um, I have, I I have quite a few attachments. One of my hobbies is uh, paranormal investigations and expeditions and all that. Whoa. Um, So you do that. You go and like record stuff or like. Not often, not as often as I used to. It was Uh a hobby of mine that I picked up when, uh, when I turned, what was it? When I turned 28 and it was kind of a hobby that I picked up because my homies were like, yo, let's go ghost hunting for your birthday. I'm like, wait, (laughs) wait, hold on. We could do that. We could go out and just do that. Yeah. And my homie goes, yeah, my cousin has this team that like takes people out to all these places in the Bay, Sacramento, up north and all that. We could totally do it. Oh my God. So I'm just like, let's do it. Let's, let's fucking go. Hell yeah. yeah. I want to talk to spirits. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. We went to, we went to the spot out in Nevada. I forgot where exactly. We went to this like abandoned hotel. We ended up doing an overnight there. Interesting enough, when we came out of the, out of the hotel, I was feeling a little like, not weird, not different, not bad, but just slightly off. So you I'm like, something was going on. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I just, you know, it's probably because I actually talked to ghosts, encountered ghosts. You know, it's probably just because I'm still shook up from that. No mm-hmm. biggie. <laughs> and then a few days later, we go, me and my homies go back out to this abandoned asylum that we found up north kind of toward kind of like past shasta and everything i start feeling even more off just when we first walk onto the grounds mm-hmm. as we're going in deeper deeper into the asylum we're getting more and more activity we're starting to hear voices in our in our in our uh, little uh, mp3 audio recorders and everything we're getting like a lot of like really like cold energy feelings and everything so i'm like all right something's going on here and as we're getting ready to leave i feel like a sharp burning sensation on my on the back of my shoulder oh god so i'm like what the hell so as i take my jacket off my homie starts freaking out and there's three nice long like scratches <gasps> on my back oh no so i'm like oh that's not good it's definitely not good let's uh no. let's, go ahead and, let's go ahead and get out of here and oh my god because usually i mean i feel like you're not supposed to be able to get hurt i just i think that freaks me out it's like the fact that you can get hurt by some mm-hmm. of these kinds of like entities or, or spirits or whatever oh, yeah it, it's definitely it's definitely possible i mean one of my i mean i saw my homie's bag get pulled to his right yeah. while we were walking through the tunnel like clear as day his bag was yanked and shifted to the right oh, so God. like i knew stuff was down there whether it was malignant or not i 
I don't know. I mean, but, it kind of sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds like it. <laughs> to this day, I'll never know because I'm also the type of person like, you know what? If it ain't bothering me directly, I don't need to know about it. But after a while, I start noticing a lot more occurrences happening around me and also my mood being affected negatively on a daily basis after those experiences. Wow. So I reached out and got in contact with an old college, uh, an old college colleague of mine who was actually getting into uh, the study of demonology. And I was telling him everything that was going on with me. And he said, not to freak you out, friend, but you have a textbook definition of a spiritual attachment, something attached to you. Yeah, for I'm sure. Like, That's what it's. <laughs> Like, I'm like, all right, that's cool. Um, no. What do I do? And they're like, take every step you can, cleanse your house, cleanse yourself, meditate as much as you can. Yeah. You know, burn sage at least twice a month in your house just to make sure every bad spirit, every negative energy that's in your house is basically affected, if not gone because of that. So I'm like, all right, that's that's sounds like a fun fucking time, man. Shit. It's the um, last thing I need. <laughs> yeah, jeez. So you were I've able managed. to get it to go away, <laughs> whatever it's, was going on? I mean, I don't think it's fully gone. Damn. But I, I like to tell myself that I have more control over it. Yeah. I've also heard that, like, not only saging, but you can put, like, salt around your house or like around entrances or even like a circle of salt on a plate in the middle of your house to keep away like the bad spirits and stuff which is like easy enough because oh yeah that's what i do i have a big i have a big plate of salt right next to my workstation so whenever i'm working it doesn't get affected i don't get affected by anything at all yeah that's really that's so crazy oh my god that's like the thing that also creeps me out about people who like willingly do Ouija boards because that for me it's just like why would I want to open up that portal like because I feel like that's the kind of thing that brings in or could possibly bring in like bad spirits it definitely can as someone who's played around with the Ouija board lots of potential oh my god you have to you you have to you have to really state your intentions and and keep those intentions in your mind while messing with the Ouija board have you like found out any any weird have that you heard of like weird messages from it me personally no Mm -hmm. the times that i've used my ouija board i stated and kept my attentions clear which is to communicate with my friend that i lost years ago oh wow it also helps to have someone who's very well versed in the metaphysical realms Mm -hmm. and at the time when i was playing with the ouija board my cousin who's also a practicing pagan was there with me that's so Really she was like, yeah, so she was really, really helpful in that situation. Well, that's awesome. Because then, I mean, you were able to communicate with your friend, you think? Yeah, I def- I know I was. That's I definitely know I was because cool. I have never heard a ghost swear as much as my friend does. Oh, my God. So they just spell out like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Although that's- during the last the, the last time I communicated with him through the Ouija board, he spelled uh, the main word that he used was cut. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I wonder we, why. We call each other cucks a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cool. Well, then, I mean, it sounds like it is absolutely like him. Yeah. No, it definitely was. Like, a lot, of, like, my, my cousin still to this day says, I don't know. Like, I, I'm still, I'm still iffy on that, on that session. I'm like, nah, it, it was him for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's going to know the difference between him and someone else, it's going to be me. Yeah. That was, that was my asshole. Well, that's really cool that you're able to do that. That's I just 
always kind of I didn't realize that you could uh use a Ouija board to to do like good communication like I always kind of thought it's like you're summoning whatever is like there like I I never really thought of like oh you can try to communicate with your own loved ones see that's what Hollywood does not teach you nope (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you're into like any shows like that but I love those shows about mediums or people with past uh past life or not past life uh I don't know the, the near death experiences and stuff. It's very intriguing mm-hmm. to me. And I don't it know is. if you've ever, well, I'm reading this book um, and it's by a psychologist who um, was basically working on a patient and he could not help this girl. Like he was trying to do whatever forms of psychotherapy he had and nothing was working. And then they tried hypnotherapy and then, she was starting to go into past lives and telling him about all these things that were like historically accurate. Like the way that she would describe things was like, he would have to like look it up and do research and it would be like, actually it would be real. Like what she was saying. And there's no way that she would know this. And you know, when she wakes up, it's not like she, I mean, she remembers what she said, but she, it, it's really, really fascinating. But uh, I love that kind of stuff. Cause this is like a real life guy who is literally has his doctorate's degree and he's a PhD and he's talking about all this, you know, metaphysical stuff. And it it's really, really intriguing to me. And there's multiple books. I think that one's like many lives, many bodies, something like that, but it's really good. I need to check that out. That's actually really intriguing as a formal psychology major. That's really intriguing. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah, let me actually, oh, by the way, before I forget, I did look up what Nang was while we were talking. Uh, uh, it said it's an Australian slang term for a nitrous oxide bulb derived from the sound distortion that occurs when one is under the influence of the drug. So I guess they think it's like the sound, like Nang is like what they hear, maybe. Ah, uh, that makes so much sense now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just needed to know. But, um, <laughs> let me see if I can um, find what I'm talking about. Oh, many souls, many masters. That's one of them. Let many... me check that out. That that sounds really intriguing. Yeah, look up Brian Weiss. It's B R I A N, and his last name is W E I S S. There's many. Oh, masters. I've heard of this guy before. Yeah, I've it's... heard. We, we talked about him back when I was uh, going to college for psychology. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He what was, you- um, he was uh, more so breaking the barrier between fusing, fusing ideas and theories from demonology, spiritology, and using him for psychology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, exactly. really intriguing stuff. Really intriguing Seriously, stuff. Seriously, yeah. And there's an there's an order to his to his books, at least with the ones that I'm talking that he's I'm sure he has many more books. But like, I think it's God, there's like same soul many, but I don't know the order. Oh, many lives, many masters, I think is the one that I'm reading. Wait, no. Shoot. I don't know. There's an order, though. He's got he's got because he starts out with the one that I'm reading is the one where he's doing like the case study on the first girl that this happens with. Her name is Catherine. And mm-hmm. he's like basically studying her and, and she actually tells him that they've had past lives together. And he's usually kind of like 
the the teacher or like the person that's like that's his role in her life usually um and yeah and she there's like a lot of regressions basically happening she she recalls all these like past lives it's really cool and she's been like a male she's been a female she's been in wars she's been like uh i the one of the most recent ones I'm I'm reading right now, like one of her more recent stories is something about how she was in a living in a time where there were a bunch of people getting sick and she doesn't know what it was, but people were basically dying. And because all these people were dying and it was kind of like an infectious disease or something, well, they basically put all these sick people in caves and close the caves and let them die in these caves so she remembers like basically being really hot and in so so much pain and yeah so it's it's really crazy and then so basically after this book so this is the one with Catherine then he goes on to make another book where he talks about how he's actually ended up doing this with many more patients and it's really healing for all these people to kind of like recall their past lives and I don't know, maybe know what their purpose is here or something. I don't know, but it's it's really, really crazy. Sounds interesting, though. I definitely need to start reading up on that. Yeah, especially if you like reading, because I know you mentioned that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I try to read as much as I can throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. My trouble is, like, I'll read halfway through a book and then never end up freaking finishing it, but I really want to finish this one because then I can read the next one in the, you know, series or whatever that sounds like me and my production (laughs) yeah I feel that (laughs) um yeah so I feel like we've got pretty much um a solid hour of recording um unless there's anything else you want to talk about or you can think of but for sure um you can leave your socials or like you know say however promote whatever you want like leave your instagram handle um for people to find you um but yeah unless you have any other words that you yeah, I'm, not... I'm trying to think if there's anything else um nothing much really left to say um the only thing i can really think of uh to to last few words to indulge on to our esteemed internet audience listening to this um you know just fucking live your life man no regrets Fucking, as I always say, drop acid and suck dick, bro. <laughs> oh my god! The best way to go about it, just you know, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, all the Lost Lands people took that one to heart for sure. <laughs> I was saying that a lot throughout when I was meeting people at Lost Lands. Oh my but god! That was like my catchphrase for the weekend. Very fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, yeah, nice meeting you, bro. Fuck yeah! Remember, life short. Drop acid, suck dick. Oh my god! I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure out something to rem- have people to remember you by. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think a lot of people are gonna remember that. It's like I don't know who that guy was, but he told me to drop acid and suck dick. I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to like think of like uh, well, I guess if you like make it an acronym, it's D A S D. But I'm like, hmm, I don't know how to make it more catchier like i feel like i would forget that one because it doesn't rhyme <laughs> it really doesn't but it's one of those things it's like wait did he for real just say that yeah <laughs> like i and i always do that i always say some stupid shit like um a while ago 
I played a show. I guess it's more content for the show too. Um, yeah. A while ago, I played a show out in Boise, fucking Idaho. Whoa. Fuck, ew, ew. I don't even know what it's like out there. (laughs) You don't want to know, first off. Like, I have a couple friends that are cool from Boise. Much love to you guys out there. But, man, Boise Idaho sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple of homies and I, um, we met this dude on on Discord. And he was like, I love you guys' energy. I love y'all's music. love what you do. I want to bring you guys out to Idaho for a show. So, I thought he was just talking big game. So, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just let me know if it actually actually does go down. So, it ended up actually going down. Oh, wow. So, me, my homie Petty God, God, who was also playing with us. Me, Petty God, uh, my homegirl Mia, who's also um, not only my best friend, but she's also my manager. Shout out, Mia. Um, We all drove up. We all drove up. No, No, Petty didn't drive. He flew. That's right. Petty flew. We drove and picked him up at the airport in Idaho. So we drove nine hours from the Bay Area to Idaho. We got there, we got in our hotel room, and the guy who was putting the show on was really close with these guys named, uh, with this collective named Thump, which is like the bigger like collective that puts on all the EDM shows in Boise. Oh, okay. They were having a show the night that we got in and they invited us all out for free. So I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, whatever. We get there, they all greet us. We're like, yo, it's super awesome to meet you. Super awesome to have you out here. Welcome to Idaho. And then they just ditched, and then they just ditched us for the rest of the night. Oh God, that's so not fun. So I'm like, all right, cool. We're just some random fucking Californians in this shit ass fucking warehouse of a venue. All right, what's up? <laughs> oh no. And then their show that they put together that we went to was just an absolute nightmare. The sound system was horrible. The guys that they had DJ, which apparently were like their heavy hitters in their collective. Oh geez. And I hate talking down about people's DJ skills and everything, but. These guys were just awful. Yeah. I mean, it's and, Idaho, so I don't even know what kind of DJs they have. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and also, uh, the people out there know me know me for this. I'm notoriously critical about other DJs. Because mm-hmm. when I learned how to DJ, I was privileged enough to learn on a vinyl setup. Oh, wow. That's really cool. So I learned how to properly EQ, how to properly beat juggle, scratch, beat match, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... Over time, as I learned how to DJ on a digital front with like the CDJs and controllers and all that, I learned that with the skills that I learned on vinyl, not a lot of people have those skills. But it allowed me to basically, you know, not only talk to talk, but walk the walk. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm massively critical on people's DJing skills. So these guys that were DJing could barely fucking double drop which is playing two songs at once when the drop yeah. hits. Yeah. They could barely do that. When they did, it didn't sound good. Oh, no. And so the sound system was horrible. Their DJs were horrible. Their closing DJ played like 15 minutes. What? Yeah. Like, it, it was like, what the hell? Why? That why even have no it go? sense. Yeah, what? Yeah, like, why, why play for 15? Just take that 15 minutes and just shut everything down. Yeah. Oh my so god! After all that, they're like, "Yo, we got an after party at one of the, one of our homies' barns. You guys want to come through? We got <laughs> we have we have decks and everything there." So I'm like, "Yeah, I got my USB. Fuck it, I'll pop, I'll pop through. Maybe you know, throw down a little bit." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah we love for you to throw down." Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so we get there, we meet everybody, and everybody was already throwing me, at least me, throwing me hella shade because I'm a rhythm DJ from California. Apparently, nobody in Boise likes people from California. Wow. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. Already prejudiced why because we're invite I'm... you to the party. That's wild. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I get on the decks and they have 
the full full setup, full four decks and everything. So I'm like, all right, real rhythm hours. Let's do this. Yeah. So when I play rhythm, I normally just to like showcase my skill, I'll I'll do a triple every so often. So I drop the triple and I'm chopping it up like as as rhythm kids do. And I look over to the side and I see all the DJs that is on the thump team just looking at me with their side eyes and just giving me hella shade. Ew. And I'm just like, what? Just because I can DJ better than you, I'm a piece of shit? All right, that's cool. Whatever. Gross. So yeah, comes just- the day of the show, I get up on the stage and I grab the mic from the MC, who's like the guy that's that put the whole show together. Yeah. He and I were already butting heads from the get-go. Oh, God. So I, gra- I snatched the mic out of his hands. I'm like, Boise fucking Idaho. What's good? And like the crowd responded. I was like, all right, I'm going to let y'all know. I woke up mad as fuck because none of y'all looked my ass last night. <laughs> oh my god. So we're gonna get real violent tonight. Yeah. And then as I'm like getting my 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 uh, my tracks ready to go before I start, and I was like, oh, be, uh, before we start tonight, guys, be sure to test all your drugs for COVID-19. Be safe. Be safe. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of COVID-19, guys, COVID's just a little too old for base nectar. All right, we're having fun. <laughs> oh my god. And some do- so I did my set. I go outside to smoke a joint. This dude just rushes up to me and just goes, how dare you? And I'm just like, what? And he goes, you will never, will never fill the holes that base nectar left in the community, bro. Oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. And I'm just like, I feel you, dog, and I hear you, but I ain't trying to fill the holes that base nectar was filling, though. Do you feel me, dog? Yeah, exactly. And everybody that was outside were just like, oh my God, he for real just said that. Yeah. And then till this day, I'm not allowing myself to go back. But they're still hitting me up to this day to come back. Wow. So they were really <laughs> they were really impressed and they just didn't even want to admit it, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's cool that you're killing it, obviously, but Tr- trying to. I mean, these guys still try to hit me up and talk shit. Cause they'll be like, Oh, okay, so how many shows do you have booked this year, dog? And yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter how many, as long as I'm actually playing good shows yeah so like i opened up for omos and omos is such an awesome guy mm-hmm. loved opening for him such a cool guy and then as of recently uh, i just announced that i will be opening for infect and samplifier when they come through at dna lounge uh, next month oh sweet congratulations yeah i actually thank did you. do that on the flyer yeah thank you so i'm always i'm sitting here like look guys it's not about the quantity of their shows it's the quality yeah absolutely you guys might be booked a lot of shows playing for all the local cats, but how many of yeah. y'all are opening for big acts such as Infect the Amplifier? Yeah, seriously. Like to me, I think that's a, that's a bigger win. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Well, that's super cool. Oh, and we should actually probably even put a, a link to that or or something. I don't know. We'll we'll put yeah. stuff in the show notes. But um... yeah, I'll send you I'll send you the link uh, my uh, my ticket link and everything too. Perfect. Cool. Well, that sounds good. We're coming up on like that last minute. So um, you want to just say your socials and like any last words? (laughs) Um, Last words, guys. As I said before, life's short, so drop acid, suck dick. (laughs) With that being said, (laughs) um, you can find me at all my socials. Um, Just type Eka underscore music. Um, I'm on Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, all the major streaming platforms. Instagram. Go check out... Yeah, Instagram, all that good shit. Um, go check out my latest EP. I dropped it about a month ago. I got more music coming on the way. I'll be back on my streaming schedule next week. Um, starting literally a week from today, I'll be back on YouTube, live streaming production sessions and all that good stuff. Awesome. So that'll um, be like October 9th? Yeah, October 9th. 
Cool. Yep, we'll be back on our regular streaming schedule. Um, Check me out. Check out the homegirl with with that. Check out the homegirl OG with the awesome podcast. Because (laughs) got to got to show love to the host. thank you thank you so much for coming on and thanks again for filling in for for the person that was supposed to the original oh, no. Thank, thanks for having me i'm glad i'm actually able to find a podcast that allows the actual episode to be aired <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep all right if you have any questions inquiries comments you can email us at sddubpod at gmail.com that's s-d-d-u-b-p-o-d at gmail.com and just a reminder as mentioned in the last episode uh we're going to be doing a a giveaway basically through october um so if anybody is interested in winning a free watermark done by your host og um If you can just share this podcast, um, any of the episodes that have come out, this is the third one. So there's SDD1, SDD2, and then this one. You can either share it through your story and just tag us so we can see it come up in the DMs. Or um, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, just take a screenshot of that. You can email us. You can send it to us through a DM, whatever is easier. And also, um, you can take screenshots of like texting the podcast to your friends. So if you're sharing it in any way, just send us a DM or send us an email of that screenshot and then you'll be entered to win a free watermark. Or if there's something else we can think of, if you are not a DJ or needing watermarks, you know, maybe there's something else we can get you. So anyways, um, thank you for listening and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.